The Secret Shop is brought to you by Ink Gaming, a wonderful place to get all of your gaming supplies, whether it's deck boxes, gaming mats, mouse pads, or apparel. Ink Gaming lets you choose between some of the best designs on the internet, or you can use your own artwork to have a one-of-a-kind style. Check out Ink Gaming using the link below or use the promo code ASPACE12 to save 12% off your order. That's ASPACE12, all capitals with the number 12 at the end, to save 12% off your order at inkgaming.com. Greetings, my friend. Welcome to the secret shop. <laughs> you would the effort into like actually write out anything other than random fucking letters when you write your name in here. You know, like so. The thing is, like, whenever I have to, um, uh, like I'm doing the editing, uh, it, it has the names of the people that like of the different tracks for it, and every single time it's just this like different random fucked up combination of letters and what they represent <laughs> you. And I'm just like, oh, right. Like, and it'll like be going back through my files and be like, Jesus, what the fuck is this file? I was like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, don't you, don't you recognize it? It's the KKK, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she would for, we were discussing the fact that she was randomly the KKK today. <laughs> <laughs> it was not oh, man. That sometimes just happens to white people. Yeah, so. I mean, <laughs> you just, you know, sh you know, shit's happened. You're going in the street and suddenly, yeah. like, in white robes. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> this man, is actually, I like... Thought, man, this I thought we were just having a campfire. And then <laughs> like, and then yeah, yeah. And then there's just some LARPers playing the White Wizard or something, and then... Yeah. Jeez. See, that was, you know, I, that I was thought awkward, of it as, like, you know... They told us to bring the white sheets. I thought that we were making like, you know, you know, like tents or something with it. That, or, or, you know, maybe we're just gonna have a big slumber party, you know, around the uh, the, the campfire. But no, we're, uh, that's not how it works. Okay, guys. So um, I think we, we could honestly just like get started practically. We just go for the rolling start. I think that's a lot of fun to do sometimes. Um, sure. Because, you know, like, did, like we don't, I don't think we need to talk about anything in terms of like we know what we're talking about today, right? When's the last time you took a shit? When's the last time I took a shit? Uh, is this is the warm-up question now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm deciding the warm-up question. <laughs> this is how it is. Oh, God. I can't even remember. See, okay, my story more related to what? that is more interesting is I'm actually involved, like, I'm doing toilet training right now with my son. Oh, um, boy. It is so, like, unfun and, like, just, just <laughs> miserable. Because the thing is, too, is that my son, like, I think I mentioned this in the cast before, my son is autistic. Ooh, yeah. The like, autistic children, it's not that uncommon. Like, they just don't understand, like, a lot of, like, this, like language. Like, they, they struggle with that. So it's really hard to explain to him, like, what the fuck is going on here. It's a, it's a really weird whole process, like top to bottom, and I can't explain it whatsoever to him, and I still have to try and convince him to actually use the toilet. So what you, like, you're supposed to do in order to you know, encourage them to, to do it is, uh, like, you, you just, like, put them on the toilet, and you just, like, you know, encourage them, you say, like, yay, whatever, so I just give him candy, like, like, like a couple M&Ms. <laughs> Every time he does that, he still isn't actually like, like, so it's just like every like, half an hour, whatever it is. Oh, they put him on the toilet, give him a couple candies, then he gets off, doesn't actually use it at all. And that that's mm. just like a thing I do again and again and again. So all he understands is I sit here every now and then I get candy. Like, <laughs> okay, whatever. Seems like a decent deal to me. Still shits his pants or whatever it is, but you know. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Actually, it's uh, the same with my little nephew. He's currently being potty trained as well. And honestly, he's a little late on that. Um, And the problem is that he is a smart kid. So all he understands is, I piss my pants, I get all the attention. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's brutal. Uh, Was there a reason that you brought up your story for it there, Anger? Did you have a particularly wonderful experience recently in the, the washroom? Well, What's going I have on, a I have a quick little trick. <laughs> if you want to help alleviate your bowel movements, especially for your kids, just play some artifacts. Because I've never had uh, taking better shits after I started playing artifacts. It just, wow, it just comes that. out to naturally now. Put that on the box. Oh my god! Put it on the box. Here you Put guys it on the show. That it was a, a game. It is a laxative. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's fucking going on here. Oh, God. Oh, man. Okay. So well, the, with that uh, fine life hack from Angromania herself, let's get right into things. There have been a few things that have happened here uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, this will probably be a little bit shorter cast because there hasn't been uh, too much crazy stuff that's, that's been happening, but there's been sort of little bits and pieces. Uh, let's start with the most official stuff, though, first, which is the, sure. the patch that came out on the 28th of January. Obviously, that was like almost two weeks ago now by the time they were recording this uh, i was a little bit busy so it took a little while to get around to doing it but we have a chance to do it now uh basically there are two basically like main changes that happen here one a bunch of weapons a bunch of items have been changed uh to especially the gold costs and then two, it has the the, the blitz mode or like uh, random blitz mode. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, so I'll just read through all of these item changes very, very quickly because we can kind of talk about them all at once. And actually, maybe you guys can pick up ones that, uh, from this list that you thought were particularly interesting if there, if there are any. Blade of the Vigil has the cleave increase to four. Uh, Keenfoot uh, Plate now gives the uh, attackers minus one armor, the ones that are like pointing at the hero that's wearing it. Stonehall Pike costs five. Stonehall Plate costs five. Barb Mail costs five. Assassin's Veil costs four. Fuji's um, Boots costs five. Broadsword costs six. Keenfoot Musket costs six. Uh, Chainmail costs six. Furline Mantle costs six. Red Mist Mole costs nine. Obliterating Orb costs nine. Ring of Tarras costs ten. Cloak of Endless Carnage costs 10, Claymore costs 14, Plate Mail costs 12, and Hero's Cape costs 12. So that's a lot. But basically what this was is any item that hadn't been seen very serious play and wasn't one of the basic items got some costs knocked off of it, more or less. Yeah. That's what happened here. So um, the thing that I would want to kind of like point out about this that was that's interesting to me, and then I want to interest hear from you guys. But if there are things that stuck out to you from the, these changes, was um, back even like in like before the beta, I remember having conversations. This I think was when Lumi was on with us, and I was saying, you know, are these like the basic items just too good? You know, like do they need to be nerfed? Mm-hmm. And he kind of said, yeah, I think so. They they seem to be. Like like in and limited, you basically always just play, you know, all your cl- uh, travelers' cloaks uh, to begin with. For example, um, yeah. this isn't a nerf to those cards, but it was a, a a change to everything else to make everything else better. Yeah, just a buff yeah. to pretty much everything else that hasn't been used much. Um, something that 
Okay, one that uh, uh, jumps out to me is Blade of the Vigil and uh, the Assassin's Bale. To me, those are the two items that have been buffed the most in this patch. Uh, Blade of the Vigil now has enough cleave damage to kill a melee creep outright. Yeah. Which makes uh, cleaning up lanes much easier. I put that into my deck, uh, and it has been working wonders against anything that you know has a slow but wide build, like you know the whole Kana Prelex, uh, anything token related like Veno, just takes care of that. Like really puts a speed bump on their road. And Assassin's Veil has had its cost reduced by a third. Uh, I think it's good to put that into perspective. That's one of the few items that has been reduced by two gold. Um, and I feel like this is like a response to people who were still salty about arrows, etc. Because the Assassin's Veil's active uh, allows a hero to, you know, put, pick another target. That makes sense. Because kind of like, that, that was yeah. one that stuck out to me too, and I think that's a good point of saying like, well, this is uh, a good way to help control that, which people bitch about a lot. A Anger, were there any of them that stuck out to you? Well, uh, to me, actually, this this change still hasn't done much because in my item decks, I usually run two Jasper daggers, two Blink daggers, no matter what, because you yeah, you you need fun. those no matter what. Yeah. And then for health items, there's only five slots left. Mm -hmm. And you want so so then you have Reptile Signet Ring, you have Face Boots, you have Stonehold Cloak, and now you also have the Assassin's Veil, and um, what else? There there is one other health item that's viable now. I can't remember which, but there's just oh, the so many. Oh, Hourglass. Hourglass is what you're thinking of, probably. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah but I'm still weird. doing the same item decks that I did before like yeah Blade of the Vigil is cool now but I can't I can't fit it you know because the, uh, the others that previously were OP are just still so much stronger and needed in the deck but I do think for 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 for, for draft maybe it's especially good exactly I think this is mostly uh about itemization and draft because so far people have really been uh ignoring pretty much all items during a draft because there's always, you know, good old reliable fucking cloak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, basic items. But now a lot of items are a little more viable, especially if you have like a single source of gold generation. Uh, but even without it, now there's so many more items that are only five gold, much better. And, you know, Assassin's Veil even being down to four gold once again. Um, much cheaper now. Yeah, I think that this is much more important for for draft because I think that the, the the main reason why it makes such a big difference in, in what uh, Anger is saying is that for constructed, uh, like especially if you look at the weapons, like you're playing them for their effect. Like you don't actually care about their plus attack. Like if they just gave you, like for instance, if you get got, had the option of Blink Dagger, it gave you plus zero attack, and then it cost five. You would play that every fucking time. Yeah. And especially certain kinds of decks. Like, I mean, obviously it comes up, it matters, but you really just want to have the the effect of being able to move your hero around. Um, same with Jasper Daggers in Constructed, is that it's about that summon effect where you get to purge your unit and uh, like the, the piercing damage matters uh, a lot too in some situations. And like at the bottom of the list of things that you care about is that 
two damage with, with that card. So, um, and, and that kind of goes for basically all of these, uh, all the unit, uh, all um, the, the, these effects. And so with the, the, the heroes, uh, the, for the health rather, getting just a buff of health, it doesn't matter exactly how much it is, but just getting a buff of health is almost always better than than anything so having just the cheapness of the uh the, the cloak is is so hard to overcome so i wouldn't be surprised if we see some people messing around with them a little bit with things like the assassin's veil or whatever but i won't i wouldn't be expecting to see it particularly much the one that sucks to me as interesting though for constructed uh, as a possible application is the phase boots because uh i know mm. that for instance swim and there's a other, few other people who have been messing around with that especially in red heavy decks because there's yeah. so much positioning matters type cards that you have access to there that maybe there'll be a little bit more experimentation in that i don't think that's enough to like change mono red or near mono red as an archetype in terms of like its pecking order in the, the metagame but it is something to keep an eye on yeah um, I, much more important though for for draft it's hard kind of hard to talk about it there because it's like well when you have access to phase boots uh and depending on the cards you're seeing you're just a little bit more likely to pick it it's not like it's going to be you know huge you know change like you're not picking this over you know bombs like time of triumph miss avernus whatever that the fuck you see it's it's just uh like a slightly higher on the pick order yeah i still think that phase boots are a very useful item and i'm actually surprised that it isn't seeing more use but i think that's going to change now that it's even cheaper well, and I think that this is also something that we haven't, we obviously haven't seen any tournaments since this happened over like the, the major constructed ones. Like for instance, like well, there hasn't been a Wii play, like these changes were ha happened just after the, the last Wii play tournament ended. Um, if we're going to see these have an effect on the constructed metagame in a way that people are really like noticing, I think that it's going to be in a format like that. I haven't been following as much the, the smaller tournament uh, series like the, uh, with as much detail to... One. to, to yeah, I, I will fully admit that I didn't watch that at all. Um, same. You, did you? Is it the same? Yeah. yeah, I've looked into it, but nothing. Well, and nothing like out of the ordinary happens or something. Yeah, like not like we play where you got those super wacky decks. Yeah, yeah. So um, it'll, I'll probably wait for something like that before you would actually begin to see your know, real changes in the the meta game in terms of. Uh, deck building decisions mm -hmm. uh, around these item changes. So that's the first series of changes. Probably not super impactful in in constructed. Might have a small uh, impact in draft overall. What uh, is one that is a little bit more interesting to me actually is the auto open tournaments, and we now have chaos blitz as a mode. Yeah. So how it works for those who haven't had a chance to play it, chaos blitz you get are given a random two color deck that and by that is like you get two and three of whatever colors and you get a random heroes for it uh, and then you would given a deck of random cards as well and you also have the speed timer the speed timer is you have i think it's like somewhere between five and ten seconds per turn yeah so 10 seconds is what it is 10 seconds per turn uh for it but if you run out of time you don't lose you just pass mm-hmm People sign up. It's an eight-person lobby. The when you have eight people, it, it fires, and then in every game, you're given a different random deck to to battle against people, and it's the the free for all style where you play as many games as you can within that time. And now, I had a chance to play this a little bit. Have either of you had a chance to touch it? No. 
Um, I have uh, played it once, uh, and honestly, that's the only time that I really got into a full tournament with it. Um, and it's fun, honestly. Um, yeah, it is just as fun as it sounds. Uh, I found it especially uh, funny when I read some comments about that mode not being competitive enough. And I'm like, guys, just... okay, come, come on, guys. If you <laughs> just having some fun, read guys. the room, read the room, just having some fun. The name is Chaos Blitz. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, let's... I'm just having some fun, dude. Um, so yeah, I wholeheartedly recommend that people try it out if they can because currently it's pretty hard to uh, find a full tournament that isn't being you know abandoned right away i do think that uh, valve has to put the tournament uh feature more front and center maybe even give it its own uh tab in the menu etc because like tournaments to me like the whole tournament feature not just chaos blitz but the whole uh tournament maker um is one of the central features of the game and considering that this is like the mode that sets artifact apart from pretty much all competitors or at least most of its competitors i don't understand why it isn't being like put out there way more like that it's it's it really is like three clicks removed from where it should be yeah <clears throat> and i think i think one thing because in the closed beta i can't remember if it was like that in the open beta too but there was when when you when you were making a game with a friend you could set it so both of you played the random deck with with two random colors and then all the cards were random and you just played those versus each other and that was so much fun so they, they that obviously was a feature in the game so why are they no now only having that as a tournament feature and not as a 1v1 thing you do with a friend yeah i think because I, I would love to jam some of those like i mean if, as soon as they get implemented like I, I would love to, for instance, on on stream or something like that with with either of you guys. That would be a blast to do. Just be random bullshit happening yeah. back and forth, especially with this blitz timer. That's like it's hilarious uh, for it. So I think that that's something that they should implement uh, for it. Now, one thing I was going to uh, emphasize, I think that your point about putting this a little bit more prominently, especially just like, even when you go to the page, it's like the small things kind of in the corner is like. Autumn, like not really you're prominent or whatever because I, I feel like you could reorganize that page to make it very clear as like hey this is a fun place that you can go and it's really cool and uh and maybe a little uh you know picture of you know the imps fucking around to, sh to show that it's you know chaos blitz or whatever it is to get people yeah. excited to, to to try it out now the thing that i was going to say like you mentioned about the, the lobbies filling up. Uh, that was something that I mentioned before when we were talking about the automated open tournaments before. It was a concern of mine that I was struggling to actually get a lobby to fill up enough that to fire. That was with the 16-person popper tournaments. Um, same problem now with the eight-person, uh, the Chaos Boats tournaments. I, I really was like dedicated, like, okay, I need to try one of these tournaments before I come into cast so I can actually talk about it. And I think that I, tr like, it was like three or four times that I like logged into one of these lobbies and nothing happens for like, you know, whatever it is, 15 minutes. And it was like, yeah, I give up. 
and try it again. <laughs> and so, I, but I, I did, I did finally get a trip to try it. The, the, the one that I did play was a lot of fun. There one of, was one. You also have to, you really have to accept the fact this is not a competitive format. One of my games, my opponent's starting heroes, I shit you not, Axe, Luna, Bristleback. Those are the oh ones that they have on the flop. Yeah, <laughs> that game was not easy, and I lost pretty badly. Um, yeah. And then, like, my, I, I just, I think that mine was like Debbie, Farvon, and a nasty turd. Um, so <laughs> it was, it, it was uh, like, so you, you have to accept the fact that that's what, what's going on here, and, and kind of have the fun with it, and embrace the fact that the the timer is super fast. I do want to see actual real games of artifact play with the the speed timer. Because that would be really fun, especially for casting it. But um, that'll that'll be interesting. Yeah, let's see the casters make even worse calls because they're under time pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, I think the the one the specifically actually goes back to our conversation last week with swim because yeah. the uh, the the placement period that you have for these games uh, is actually fairly long. Um, yeah, it is. compared to everything else. So it would I think that he would do really well in it if, if in fact his theory about timing was was accurate. And honestly, ever since I've been uh, thinking more thoroughly about my deployments, I have not been in the like dire need of a TP scroll every game. Hmm. It, yeah. it, guys, it really helps if you just think a little longer about your deployment instead of crying about uh, TP RNG. Uh, nah, man, I'm once, well, just jamming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once more about um, the chaos mode. I once again, I just think it needs to be featured more prominently because I feel like if people knew about it, because let's be honest, the only people who do know about that change are the ones who read the patch notes. Well, I think a part of it too is the there's a bit of a problem going on right now with with uh, Q splitting is what yeah. you call it where um so right now let's talk about the various modes of play that you have for standard play quote unquote we have a uh, draft and we have constructed for prize modes we have keeper draft phantom draft and constructed we also have the um the the call to arms event and mm -hmm. we have this open auto tournaments, and then like we even have things like the um, the tournaments that are done by like small organizers, and you know, just for fun, like you know, like one on one, whatever you know, for it. So this like like whatever it is, like eight different modes, something like this. And what happens is you don't have like all of the different cues feel like they're not fully populated because people are spread out between all of them, which ends up just like it kind of um, you know, exaggerates the feeling of nobody being like playing the game. But I mean, the people playing, it's just they're being spread out a lot, which may, it kind of creates a bit of a weird feel to it, especially for a mode that requires eight people to, in order to fire. Yeah, I just play matchmaking, dude. That's still really quick. Because you just need one person around your level. <laughs> it's been working out. Uh, but once again, I think that just needs to uh, get like a center spot in the UI. Because I think if more people knew about it, it would be played more. Simply because that's actually a mode where you play with a deck that you can't afford, perhaps. Like, you get a random deck with cards that you do not own necessarily. I feel like that would be more popular if only people knew. Yeah.
interested to see where it goes from here. Um, but with that, I actually do want to transition to talk a little bit more about some of the uh, less official changes. And I'm actually going to throw it off to Anger to tell us a little bit about some of this. I know that you did um, like a, a video, for instance, with ENN about this uh, a little bit, etc. Um, can you tell us about the puzzle mode and sort of the story behind what's going on there? Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I, Tyler from VNN found in the game files the different puzzles that it seems it seems like Valve wants to maybe make a campaign in the future. Some people are saying it's just something they've been using for testing out different things, but it's quite obvious when you actually look at it that it might be a campaign because there is some lore into it. Um, and the way it works is you if you load up one of these puzzles and they're all numbered from one to five, and then there's also a letter from A to D, uh, and and then what build it is. And the first number is the, the difficulty. There's five different difficulties, and then there's four different decks, the A, B, C, D. And then the build is like what the scenario is, how much mana you have, how many cards you have. Like some games, the enemy starts with like 10 cards on his hand, but only like one mana. And then you start with five mana and three cards in your hand. But what's especially important is the number uh, with the deck and also the deployment. Because uh, the, the four different decks are, there's one uh, Prelex Veno uh, uh, blue-green deck. <clears throat> and then there's one Prelex uh, Bloodseeker uh, blue-black deck. And then there's one mono-green deck and one mono-black deck. And that doesn't sound very particularly super cool until you see the creeps that get deployed, okay? Because with your own deck, and you play the same deck no matter what, uh, which is red, uh, blue, and you always get normal melee creeps. But for example, with the mono green, at some of the most difficult levels, the enemy gets thunder hides deployed. Oh shit! Literally, thunderheads is the the creeps, and mm. like the the Rick's deck, you have Vul Martyrs deploying instead of melee creeps, and you have Rebel Instigators <clears throat> deploying, and then in the Sorla deck, the the Oglody deck, you have Oglody Vandals deploying, and the mm. what's it called the Untested Run. Red Mist Pillagers. And uh, not red mist pillagers, Aww, uh, but you get you you have those in your deck, and that's also one interesting thing because you have bronze legionnaires and um, uh, stonehall elites and burning oil in your own deck. So what mm -hmm. it might mean is you are actually playing as the bronze legion, and you're playing versus the Oglody horde and the the um, Vul rebellion. Right, so you are seeing a possible story progression behind these uh, puzzle levels as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm. So that's why I think it's more than just some test test puzzles that Valve used to test out different things. Like it looks like they're actually trying to make a story in a campaign. Uh, well, yeah. and I think that I think that it's very deliberate too, because especially like Valve knows. Like, like I was watching just recently this morning the the VNN video. Um, talking about all of this and, uh, you know, saying like, um, you know, like, like his theories about like, oh, they weren't like cleaning up the, the, the files. There's all this stuff that's in there. And uh, this is what we learned from it. The thing from it that was uh, that I thought was that was kind of interesting 
uh, or that I thought was like a, a, a weird comment about it. He was saying, like, oh, you need to clean it up more. They didn't clean up this stuff. And I'm kind of like, I don't think that this was a mistake. I think that because like they know mm. that Tyler is going to go through these game files every fucking time because he always <laughs> yeah. fucking does, right? Yeah. Like, the, you know, like this wasn't like, how do you just randomly forget to leave whatever it fucking is, all this shit labeled in an obvious way? You, like you, you read it and it's like 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 it's saying things like, like there's also mutation we'll, we'll talk about in a moment but like there's these stuff that says like you know plain as day is like this is content that's coming to the because it, what it reads to me is like this is content that's coming to the game it's not quite ready yet like for instance you know like things like voice lines and you know other like animations or or cutscenes they might need to have that sort of shit polished for the puzzle mode to actually be fully implemented as a campaign um you know, or, or maybe like also like a puzzle builder like interface um because like there's been some user created puzzles using the same infrastructure so like we can yeah. you know like i feels like all that stuff is almost done they wanted to say this is what we mean by like one of the, the jokes that was in the patch notes there at the very end is the uh unchanged still in it for the long haul this is i think you know, like, like basically them then saying that and showing that and saying, this is us still being in the long haul because we have all these breadcrumbs for you to take a look at. This is what Valve always does. Like, they've been doing that, you know, ever since they knew that people have been going through their game files. They've done that with the, uh, with Dota ever since the beta. Like, I was, for you, for those of you who don't know, I used to be a moderator on the Play Dota forums. Those are the original forums and place of download for Dota All-Stars, the original mod. And I was actually one of the people who first discovered that, uh, you know, hats are coming to Dota 2. Like, uh, me and a buddy of mine, Draconis, were the first to find that out. And later on, Cyborg Matt uh, became the big, you know data miner for Dota 2, and I helped him out for uh, some of those blog posts as well. And yeah, for all of those people who keep asking Valve for a roadmap, this is basically how Valve does roadmaps. They leave them, uh, they leave their plans in the game files for people to find so they can feel good about discovering it. Yes, those things might have been used for testing, but Valve knows very well what the potential behind these features are, what the potential is. And um, I'm pretty sure that at some point we will get something like a uh, card puzzle maker or a campaign. This is something that I said in the last podcast as well, remember. Uh, this was one of the things that I had on my list, like either law. Uh, based campaign or something like a casual mode for people to figure out puzzles etc that's what i said and this is what was now discovered so i'm not surprised but i'm still excited about it yeah me too okay so with that then i wanted to talk a little just about the, the mutation mode this is something that was also in, in the game files to me this one's a little bit less clear of exactly what it is and how it works but apparently there are a bunch of these like you know different game modes or different like special cards or something that change the rules of the game or modify the overall you know, global behavior of, of the game. So like things like the um, you know, double bounties or whatever. So this is another thing that, or your know, tower starting at less life. Um, it's unclear to me right now, for, or at least from, from what I've seen, whether this is like 
you know, for instance, you know, similar to Chaos Blitz alternative game modes that we get to, to play in these you know, automated open tournaments or some similar venue like that, or you know, one-on-one custom games, or if these are maybe you know, functions that they're planning to implement into the campaign or, you know, what exactly, or, or maybe their cards for future expansions. I don't know. But it's interesting that this is something that exists. Yeah, this looks like something similar to what they've done in Left 4 Dead 2, where they had a feature called Mutations, which, uh, you know, altered uh, the way that the game was played. Some of it was, like, realistic. Some of it was very silly. Um, and this is just another thing that I think will uh, make the game much more fun for those people who uh, believe that Artifact is just math um, and will bring in some casuals as well. I think this is a good thing to put into the game, but they're clearly still tinkering with how they want to do it. Do they want it to be cards? Do they want it to be, like tower specific effects do they want it to be game-wide effects that are applied at the very start of the match blah 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 anger do you have any sense about how, how it works i'm just interested in what your theory is because um like you know that you talk for instance with tyler a uh, lot more than i do and he he seems to be pretty in the weeds about this kind of stuff yeah no i don't, I don't know i don't really like like you said i it's it's hard for me to understand like exactly what it's going to be but maybe like within its own game mode or something where mutations are a thing, because it seems kind of broken to be implemented in the, the way the normal games go. You know? Oh yeah, I think that it would be something like, if it's a, a card, then it would be something like, this is a seven or eight or nine cost card that you can play in the game, for at least for some of these. And uh, But there's some of them that very much read like, this is an effect that happens starting at the beginning of the game. And to me, that means it's not, it was unlikely to be a card. It's much more likely to be a, a game mode. But um, that's just my personal guess. So we have to see and, and wait to see kind of how that plays out in the future. But at the very least, it's, it's exciting to know that are, there are all of these different um, you know, possibilities going on in the future to look forward to. But uh, okay, so then with that, um, I think that that probably is most of the major news that's going on right now. Is there anything that you guys wanted to touch on that maybe we might have missed in all of that that you thought was interesting? Um, Points to bring up uh, uh, again, or or maybe uh, that, that was overlooked or underappreciated. Um, I think someone who is underappreciated is actually uh, Stan Luckbox Sivka, um, because he's been running his own little draft tournaments the whole mm -hmm. time uh, and i believe so far he's still undefeated mm -hmm. uh and he's running these tournaments completely openly anyone can apply and um there's like a pot of uh five thousand bucks for the winner no no yeah. it's been it's he been going up it's been going yet. up i think it's up to 500 and five thousand and four or something you know crazy like that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that um, and I think that has been very underappreciated. Like Stan Sivka is one of the most uh, productive members of the uh, whole community right now. And I actually think that it's worth like particularly shouting out people like Stan and that because there have been a few of them who are, are very visible members of the community who have really been toughing it out through this kind of dry spell of 
you know, news and, and uh, you know, stuff that's been going on and really helping to keep the artifact community feeling like it's moving forward. We, we've shouted out, you know, we play a bunch of times before they've done a bunch of stuff. Obviously swim is another one who stands out a uh, son's fan too, uh, with the artifact cinema stuff. He's been putting out some great content for that. He, he's been a really big fan of the, the puzzle mode and trying to make sure that people are you know, aware of that and all the interesting stuff that's been going on there. So I think there's just a lot of great, um, creators who have been doing a good job of keeping the uh, community feeling fresh even when there hasn't been a ton going on from the side of valve that we can see yeah i agree but i, I want to give a special shout out because there's two or there's three streamers actually in particular who started out with artifact and is still sticking with it and now because all the big boys from other games left they all of a sudden now are growing quite strong and I think they are actually like, of course, we're going to treasure everyone, but I want to treasure them even more simply because they were they were not like good in beforehand that they are big in beforehand from a different mm-hmm. game. Like they started with Artifact and those three are um, uh, Grappler, if you've seen him and uh, Trunk Roll and uh, I can't remember the last one, but but there's there's three streamers now who consistently get like 40 to 50 viewers and considering artifact is as tiny as it is that's right that's now. pretty that's pretty impressive mm. that's good for them it's good for and they they still stick with the game they haven't left for dota auto chess they haven't you know betrayed the game auto chess has taken so many people from us it was like that game, that game just like blew up and everyone's like "Ooh, check this thing out i mean there's nothing wrong with that though i think that especially like, i mean i've been spending more of my time recently doing the eternal stuff um because there's a lot of shit going on right there there's a big tournament that's happening this weekend uh that i'm hoping to play in etc so that's like there's a lot of reasons why all that shit happens but at the same time it's like i mean like people who do stick it out and um consistently put out the the content keep their streams up i mean hopefully they're able to win the the game kind of you find its stride okay find its second wind that they can ride that to uh, some success. I am hoping to spend some more time doing the artifact stream once this tournament is done specifically for it. Uh, the eternal stream has been going, it's been really, really fun. So if there happens to be anybody who's listening, who hasn't been checking me out, who does play eternal, I would love to have you hang out with me when I'm, when I'm streaming, but I am hoping to do some more artifact streaming sometime in the near future. Uh, artifact, um, anger rather is still continuing with that. Of course, though, as I understand it, you've been also doing some auto chess as well and, uh, all sorts of other things on your stream, correct? Oh, uh, yeah. I've been playing a little bit of artifact, a little bit of the puzzle mode. I also went into the game files and changed the image and name of a bunch oh, of yeah? cards. So now all the decks are super oh, funny. I, just this. <laughs> I have like Joey from Yu-Gi-Oh! And, and oh my God. Uh, yeah, it's really funny. Do you have a Steve Buscemi deck yet? <laughs> no, but that's a good idea. Just to no, like with Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to say there's Trunk Roll, there's Grappler, Silver Mist and Skybook, okay? okay. Note mm-hmm. down those four names because when Artifact becomes big, those four names, those four boys are going to be huge because they're the ones who are right now gathering around 40 viewers, 40 between 40 and 80 viewers when they stream without having those viewers from a different game, you know? Good, good on them, good on them. So I'm, I'm really proud of them for sticking with this game. And- yeah, so, so the good times and the bad, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think that that'll do it for today, unless you guys have anything to shout out 
on our our way that we you think that we're missing. But um, yeah, I, I I'm hoping that the community is uh, gathering around and, and enjoying these things that we do have that are exciting and interesting and are coming up in the future and uh, just waiting for more information from Valve to see how things turn out. Yep, looking forward to that big patch that is rumored yeah. to come out later this month. <laughs> People yeah. have been talking about it for like eight weeks now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, the big patch is coming. It's coming. Yeah, but I mean, I, sooner or later, it's got to be one of these days. It's got to be the one, one of these days. The one with the milk and honey cards. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it was lovely to hang out with you guys. It's been, it's been a little while since we've hung out, and it's always just been a ton of fun. But uh, take care, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, and I'll see you around next time. See ya. Peace. Thank you. Thank you for your business.